0: Just go to cars.com. It's magical. Jordan is on best.
1: Welcome to another edition of the Indy Corner Roast Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Schindler. As always, before we get started, if you have not already, please be sure to rate and review us over on Apple Podcasts. really helps us out, and I always appreciate your feedback. Um, coming at you after 116-111 loss at the hand of the Boston Celtics, uh, joined by my co-host, Tom Lewis. Tom, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing all right, all thanks, Schindler. I feel like the we've seen this. From the Pacers, so many times over the years, they they jump out, get some national love, get a player of the week and some bonus, and then they just can't take another step. They got when everybody's watching, they got to take a step back and and uh, take a tough loss.
1: Hey, you don't have to get all Debbie Downer right at the beginning of the podcast. Come on, um, <laughs> but then we're also joined today by a friend of mine, one of my best friends actually, and co-host with me over at Premium Hoops. season analyzes the NBA. Uh, Nate Georgie. Nate, how are you doing, man? I'm good, man. That was, uh, that was an incredible game. Um, I know, dude. So I, was, uh, I, was, <laughs> I was partially glad that the Celtics won just so I didn't have to hear about it from you in the group chat anymore. I mean, Scott. Yeah. Um, no, we have a lot to dive into. But first of all, Tom, you're totally right. I just remembered uh, the stretch when Thad Young won Player of the Week and then they dropped like three straight games. Um, what was that like? That was like, what, three years ago? Something yeah, like that. Because I remember Thad put up win. like a, he put up like 17 and 10 for an entire week, which was, you know. And that one player of the week? He, uh, he was good. Okay, he was really good. That, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll say it forever. Thad should have been all defense when he was here, but that's, you know, they don't ask me. Um, Obviously, I mean, main takeaway, Domas played oh, his worst game of the season was still awesome. Uh, still almost had a triple-double. Uh, <laughs> But I was really impressed with, how Boston schemed against them and really just forced him out of the paint the entire night. Um, Nate, just looking at how the bigs played tonight, uh, obviously Boston has been running a double big lineup, at least against the Pacers. Um, how did you feel about how they came out and, and how they were playing against the uh, Domas and kind of forcing things outside?
2: Yeah, they, they tried it in the first game a little bit. Like there were a lot of times where they got the hand, they got their hands on the ball on, on Domas and, they ripped it from him a lot. I'm pretty sure last game he actually had quite a bit of turnovers, even though he mm-hmm. played great. Um, tonight they took it to another level, though. They were not letting him put the ball on the ground. Every time he went with a post move, there was double coming his way. Um, and, I mean, that's credit to Domas and where he is at this stage. Like, he is a really damn good basketball player, and he can be the hub of your offense. And, you know, hopefully, I'm, I'm assuming going forward, teams are going to treat it like this. Um that is if Oladipo doesn't turn back to Oladipo. And tonight he had a really, really good game. Some of that burst, like that spin move he had driving oh, the no, paint. Oh, was beautiful. One of the quickest spins I've ever seen. He had some crossovers while driving to the paint. Um, he played great, but Domas is the hub of this offense, and the Celtics treated him as such. Treated him, at, treated him as an all-star. A, a good all-star, you know, something Nate Duncan wouldn't admit. <laughs>
1: That's
2: a, you already <laughs> won fans on the pod, Nate. Let me tell you that.
1: Um Tom, how did you feel about how Domas played tonight and just kind of how everything went off of that? Because like Nate said, I mean, it opened the way for Vic. Vic had an incredible game tonight. We keep saying every game, you know, he's played his best game since he's been back. Um, continues to look great. I mean, he was driving really well tonight. Um, had a couple of good finishes. It even got to the foul line a few times, which we've been kind of waiting to see. Um, we'll talk about fouls in a minute. But, yeah, how did you feel just in general about about Domas in the game?
0: Yeah, I mean, you can tell there's – Emphasis was on, um, you know, on the Celtics' defense was focusing on Sabonis and and disrupting what he was trying to do. I kind of, I mentioned in the, in the game thread that you you would assume that adjustments that Boss would make would be to try and um, limit the you know shots at the rim. I mean, the Pacers have been feasting at the rim in all their games, and you know haven't been shooting the three well. So yeah, go ahead and let them shoot the threes. So. Um, it, it seemed like they were, you know, I don't know. I, I'm assuming they were emphasizing that the first time around, <laughs> because you know Sabonis has been the trigger man. But I think after after experiencing it and um, you know obviously getting to the tape and everything, they made the adjustments. And then you know there was the, the down the stretch when they went with the smaller lineup and the pitchers couldn't take advantage of that, and that really I think um, altered the game a bit as well. Um, so those you know those adjustments all all came to fruition and, and suppose just didn't have his, his best game, I guess, obviously um, he wasn't um, real comfortable. Didn't seem like, an, uh, you know, I got to give boss a lot of credit for knocking him off kilter out of his comfort zone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And it actually, um, you know, not in terms of box score production, but the way that the game kind of shifted, I, I actually thought Peyton Pritchard was probably the biggest reason for the Celtics winning this game. Um, you know, he was the one who spurred that run back Uh, Aaron, Jesus, Aaron struggled a lot with Peyton Pritchard tonight, uh, which is normally not the kind of player that Aaron struggles with. Um, I wonder if that'll maybe change up in future matchups. But um, no, I mean, I I tweeted this out too. the Pacers got McConnell by by Peyton Pritchard. I mean, he was doing the exact same stuff that TJ McConnell does to every team uh, feasting off of just, you know, hustle plays weaving in and out of, uh, of the paint, getting whatever he wants passing wise without even really having to do much as a scorer, even though he ended up scoring pretty well. Um, Nate, I remember we did a reaction pod to, uh, to the draft and we both were kind of in agreement that we thought Peyton Pritchard was, was overdrafted. And I think that's been the consensus among people who, who covered the draft. And he's been impressive. Uh, he was really good last game uh, and pretty damn good tonight as well. Um, what were your thoughts kind of on how he, he came out and played and, and why he swung the game?
2: Um, well, I'll say he's, he's absolutely winning over Celtics fans. Yeah. And like you said, me along with you and plenty of people just were like, holy crap, that's an overdraft. He took him with the 24th pick. A lot of people had him as a second rounder. Um, but I mean, the kid tries. He can shoot the ball. He's a smart player. He sees passing lanes. I think he had like three great Drop-off passes to Robert Williams, a couple alley-oops. Um, and, yeah, he was a huge spark for them tonight. And last game as well against Indiana, I think he shot five for five. I don't know if he ended up missing something late, but a big game last game, a big game tonight. Um, played 27 minutes and closed the game, you know, so they they clearly trust him. Um, he's basically, like, their top guy off the bench right now, which is, like, really bad to say, but he is. And he played great, and um, hopefully he can keep building on it. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Well, not not for Pacers. You can build on it
1: now. Um, but, you know, looking at also with the Pacers, Tom, uh, a ton of turnovers, uh, at least compared to last game. It, it ended up being equal in turnovers for both teams, but it felt different because um, the Pacers, they all came in like clumps, it felt like, like that that, yeah. that run in which the Celtics got back. There was just like three turnovers right in a row. That all resulted in points. It was killer. I know uh, Pacers scored a lot less points off turnovers than Boston. Boston, did, I think, it was 21 to 12 and uh, points off TOs. But um, I mean, that was killer. I mean, it looked like Indy was going to run it up. They were up by almost 20 at one point, have that like 18 0 run, or I think it was 18 2, um, and then let up a run even bigger than that. Um, you know, what, what did you think was kind of not even key, but just what, 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 what was your kind of perspective on, on how things were shaking out with that um, and, and what, what, what went yeah, wrong there?
0: Those, I mean, those turnovers, they seem to come in bunches. Early they, you know, early in the game, they had them mm-hmm. and then late. Um, and, you know, no surprise, that's when Boston made the runs at both uh, points of the game. And it, it just gets frustrating when, when they're playing so well and, and everything's dialed in. And all of a sudden, it, it's like there's some kind of exhale and then people get loose with the ball. Um, and especially late in the game when um, you know, you have those those turnovers just start mounting and they're and they're pressing trying to make plays, that you know, that's especially late in the game like Victor throwing that ball off the of head and yep. um when when they're scrambling trying to score, that's um those guys just don't handle it well enough, honestly. Um, and that, you know, is probably gonna be a, a constant theme if they if they um are in those situations, you know, just got to be tighter with the handle on uh, those situations. And um, it, it definitely is a weak point with this team right now. Is, um, you know, taking care of that ball at, at critical points um, when they're feeling pressure. So, uh, something to keep keep an eye on going forward for sure. Uh, real quick, if I can, on, on Pritchard, I, I've been basketball hating this guy for four years because he went to Oregon. Drives me crazy. That is. <laughs> doing it already in the NBA. I can't believe it. I'm actually really impressed and, and um, kind of good to see because it, it, he, he was just um, in college a, a thorn to my side. But um, it's good to see that uh, he, he, he was really legit. And I mean, he's going to start bombing threes from real deep. And then I think Celtics fans will love him if, if he keeps getting <laughs> this amount of time. We'll see. Um But, uh, yeah, I guess I'll just keep that basketball hate going for him.
1: (laughs) Definitely. Um, Yeah, also, I mean, in terms of looking at the third quarter and what led into the fourth run, uh, T.J. Warren really had kind of an off game tonight. And it's unfair almost to say off game. Still coming off of an injury. Didn't play at all in preseason. Obviously, stat line looks decent. You know, typical T.J. game, even if it's a little bit shy in points. Um, But outside of that run he had in the third quarter where he got most of his baskets uh, and he had one play where he completely blew up something weak side and ended up forcing a turnover, which was nice. Um, he was kind of a non-factor on both ends, um, which was a, a, definitely a killer in this game.
0: This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay.
1: Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting...
2: Cut!
1: Just go to Frito-Lay No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void there Here's worth the snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at frito Yeah, you know, he,
0: he really got into that Bernard King, Alex English bag there in the food court, which is always fun to watch, but uh, uh, I almost feel like Bjorkman, you know, he, he kept him out there longer than I think he normally would have because yeah. he was cooking, obviously, but yeah, he. I feel like he squeezed everything out of him, and then he was once once that he got a couple of bounce out, it was over, and it uh, seemed like he wasn't going to get that rhythm back, and and uh, he was just off, you know, fouled out and just off. Otherwise, I mean, he definitely made that big run in the third happen, um, but uh, you know, there was nothing back in that that stretch up, and I do think you know you you got to assume there's there's um you know rest in the game or you know as far as playing that many minutes 30 minutes um he's just not up for that obviously right now
1: yeah yeah it totally appeared that way and um hopefully that's something that will uh shake out better moving forward um but you know it going off another thing as well i mentioned turnovers earlier um not turnovers gosh we already talked about turnovers free throws a massive yeah. free throw discrepancy. I already know that that people are going to be complaining about it, saying that there was unfair refing or something. Um, I, Nate, I want to bring you in on this too. Uh, I know the Celtics have not been getting the line a ton early, and that's been a part of Jason Tatum's game. But uh, tonight, I just really thought was kind of a conglomeration of, you know, what we could see when things uh, go. I don't want to say wrong defensively for the Pacers, but they play a really aggressive uh, ball pressure scheme, and they were getting just a little bit overexerted on at times on defense. And that was really playing into the hands of what Boston was doing.
2: Yeah. I think that's like that. I mean, you hit it on the head there. Indiana was just getting up in the grill of like everybody. They were trapping a bunch. They were helping almost over helping at times, but a lot of times getting their hands in the passing lane. In um, like that second quarter and third quarter, Boston had so many turnovers when Indiana was just flying around the court, playing great defense. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Boston hasn't, got to the rim much this season and they haven't got to the free throw line much. And you could tell that was definitely a point of emphasis coming in. They only took, I think it was 22 threes tonight, 37 free throws though. And nine. I have the percentages up here that 52% of the shots came at the rim tonight. So that was a clear emphasis that they need to get to the rim. They need to get to the free throw line, not only for Tatum, but for Jalen Brown, you know, Richard shot, free throws, Marcus Smart shot free. a lot of free throw attempts, some calls were kind of questionable um I didn't really I'm trying to think of a couple but I know Tatum had one that I didn't agree with from behind um nothing egregious though but and then you look at the other side Indiana had a 15.5 free throw rate um 34 percent of their shots came at the rim compared to this season they were before tonight by far the number one team with shots at the rim and tonight. Boston really, especially with Domas and how they walled him off and tried to trap him, they really were like, all right, we got to protect the paint tonight, and we're going to attack the paint. So I think that was the difference of the game right there.
1: Yeah, definitely. And speaking of three-point shooting as well, um, I just got confirmation tweet from uh, from Mark Stein. The Milwaukee Bucks just set the NBA record for threes made in a game. They are 29 of 51 from downtown right now. And they still have about three and a half minutes left in the game. Just against totally right? one forty to ninety one against Miami right now. So oh, I Boston is—I mean, not Boston. Milwaukee is out for blood right now. So that is a—that's uh, great. But Tom, what were your thoughts on that?
0: Um, on, on the fouling. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That was a killer. You look up and and you know Tatum, Smart, and. Um, Brown had you know 30 of those 37 free throws, and that you know those are the guys that are going to get in and and force the issue and trying to get to the rim, and you know they got the calls and and like Nate was saying that the, the Pacers couldn't even get to the point where they were trying to force the action, unfortunately. Um, so th- the free throw discrepancy is obviously huge. Now one thing you know which is a constant um, is so bonus just takes some abuse and doesn't get, yeah. doesn't get calls. I mean, um, you know, there's just no way around it. I mean, you know, maybe he dishes out a couple more that aren't called on him, but um uh, but but he I mean he it seems like he has to get fouled a couple times before the actual foul is called on him. Um so you know that's where I would lodge my biggest complaint I guess on on the referee discrepancy. But um honestly you know it goes back to the old thing of of uh, you know the aggressor is going to get the calls and the Celtics, you know they they made that effort to get in there today and, and be that aggressor and and in the end that's what won it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, the one thing I would say though that had that, that I felt was really promising. I thought this was the best defense the Pacers have played all season, g- given opponent um, and just how they looked in general. Just for stretches like that when they when they were like really locking down uh, in that third quarter when they went on that run, that was the best defense we've seen them play in, in a couple of years, which is saying a lot, considering um, how good the defense has been. Um, uh, would you agree with that, Tom? I felt like just personally over that, like five or six minutes stretch, that defense was fantastic.
0: Yeah. I mean, that, that third quarter run was very elite. <laughs> um, that uh, You know, that's, that's your top shelf pacers right there. Um, uh, you know, man, five, six minutes is not a game, unfortunately. But, but it um, shows promise. It's something, right? It, it shows what they are capable of. Yeah, absolutely. They're um, and, and, you know, especially when Warren has been getting going, just because he has been in and out of the shadows here, trying to get going again, you see when, when he is a factor with Oladipo, who's being a factor, and, and bribin who's um, scoring, and then Sabonis is just a constant. I mean that's a that's a load to defend. Yeah. Um, so if they can get all that moving in the same direction at the same time, um, promising is is a good word.
1: Yeah. One last thing I want to hit on though, um, that's been interesting. I know part of it, like we've already mentioned, it seems like would be because of health and, and TJ still working back in uh, and maybe overexerting himself tonight minutes wise. Um, but I, I kind of look at the fact that you know we obviously had. I don't think it's well, not even that. I think it's unfair to to think that TJ should be the can, can be the player that he was um, in, in the bubble. Right. Um, but at the same time, he's not getting nearly the amount of actions or, or some of the same actions drawn up mm-hmm. for him that he was getting in the bubble. So I'm, I'm interested to see how that plays out over the rest of, you know, at least like the next five to 10 games, um, whether or not that kind of balances out and they try and make him more of a focal point of the offense. Cause right now, like you're mentioning, it's, it's been awesome to see and it's worked really well, but a lot of it is, you know, a very equal opportunity offense. So you're not getting a lot of, uh, a lot of looks that are just focused on one guy.
0: Yeah. He certainly hasn't um, been the focus. I I think maybe that's by design, obviously Mm -hmm. Um, trying to bring him along here. And, you know, I I think once he started getting it going tonight, it was okay. Let's (laughs) let TJ eat for a while. Um, get what the getting's good. Um, but yeah, you, you have to wonder how much of that is strictly by design or is that just how they're going to be running things. Um, and he's going to have to figure out different ways to get, um, get his from the action that, uh, that they've been running currently. So, um, I have a few, I'm sure there's, there's wrinkles upon wrinkles that, um, you like we we'll get to and and when I guess one maybe up more up to the um, a heavier load, uh, but you know it'd, it'd be nice to get them in there because that having that threat and that option in there um, is a real game changer for that for that unit.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think it's really just encapsulated by you look at you know the first three games the constant was Domas was drawing fouls like crazy and getting everything inside, yeah. and um, you know you need to have somebody who's that constant foul draw otherwise you're like Boston's had issues with. If you don't have somebody who can get to the rim at will and just cause defenses to collapse. And Vic was that guy for most of the game. Um, but we'll just didn't get any of the fouls. Cause he's still kind of a little bit hesitant to draw contact. It feels like, but it was nice to see him get up for a dunk tonight. Um, but overall, mm-hmm. the, just a lot of things to look forward to three and one. I, I, you know, you can't really complain about it. Nate, do you have any kind of closing
2: thoughts on, on tonight's game
1: and where Boston's at?
2: Um, for Boston's, Boston's perspective, um, this was a much needed get right game. I, yeah. I still have plenty of concerns about them. I think their biggest issue tonight was the Thompson Tice lineup. Um, when they played together, the spacing was terrible. And that was oh, when yeah. Indiana had that amazing defensive stretch because they could help super hard on these drives because there was no spacing. Thompson yeah. would stay in the dunker spot and every now and then Tyce would pop up. But, I mean, you're not worried about Daniel Tice launching threes. You know, go ahead. Um, no, yeah, they can they so, can test
1: it on him. And I was like, don't even do it. Just let yeah, him shoot, honestly. Yeah,
2: exactly. And I thought Domas was – there were quite a few missed calls on him, I'll be honest. Um, yeah. a, a couple of mid-range jumpers, too, where he got hit in the hand-on release and he didn't get calls on. Um, I think he got – I think he got bent over by the refs tonight. But still another great game, eight assists. I mean, at this point, he's probably the second-best passing big man in the league, I would say. Or I wouldn't right disagree with you. Well, with probably Bam. third, yeah. I don't know. He might be better than Bam at passing. But either way, I mean, you guys got a you guys got a star there. He's yeah. still young. Was he 24? He's 24 like, right now, yeah. He's the same birthday um, as me. I should know that. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, actually, one thing that
1: I did like, though, I liked Javante Green tonight. I liked his minutes. I thought he was good. Obviously, I know he's not a great spacer. Um, but just in terms of what he did out there, I thought he was nice. Um, I was a little bit surprised. What did you think about Aaron Neesmith not getting any minutes?
2: He he got minutes in the opener. Um, He hasn't got minutes since, or he got minutes in the second game as well. He airballed a three. Yeah. Um, He's that's just kind of how Brad Stevens does it. If you're the rookies, get the rookie treatments, I guess, unless you're Peyton Pritchard. But um, yeah, that's just kind of how he does it. Semi Ojole didn't play, so that's a good sign. So,
1: (laughs) hey man, I I'll never I'll never quit on Semi Ojole. Love Semi Ojole. He's not Gershon, but he's pretty close. Um, (laughs) Tom, do you have any closing thoughts on tonight?
0: Now, you know, it's just opportunity loss, you know, once with that big quarter run, they weren't able to close it out. But, you know, I said before, split with these two games would be fantastic, and that's where they are. And now, um, you know, take on Cleveland, who they're quite familiar with, so. Yeah. Um, should be good going forward.
1: Cleveland, who is, as of right now, I believe, other than Orlando, unless Orlando – I think Orlando's still playing tonight, so that <laughs> could be in play. But they're about to be the only undefeated team left in the Eastern Conference, which uh, I would have not have thought that – well, Atlanta, too, now that I think about it. Um, but, yeah, re- regardless, a lot to look at. Um, I'm excited. I think we're going to have a good season. And what, one last thing that is interesting, too um, – considering that the Celtics and Pacers only play each other three times this season, yeah. uh, the next game will be, you know, considering these teams could be close to each other in terms of playoff seating. Um, this last game is going to be important. I don't know when it happens. I think it happens in February. It's either end of January or February, the game happens. So we will probably talk with Nate again then, but yeah, Nate, thanks for joining, man. Where can people find
2: you at? Do you have anything to plug before you get out here? here? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure Mark has mentioned, it. you can find, any of my work, Mark's great work, premiumhoops.org. Um, give us listen to our podcast there. You can find it on Apple. You can find it on Spotify. We have a new podcast dropping with a few of our colleagues. I think they're recording tomorrow. Um, oh, they're actually recording today, I think, yeah. Okay. So they should be dropping later this week. Um, yeah, premiumhoops.org. Check us out. Awesome. Well, uh, Tom, Nate, this was great. To everyone listening, of course,
1: thank you for listening. Uh, be sure to follow Nate and everything he's doing. Follow me and Tom if you're not already. Um, of course, you know, you can always hit us up with any questions, comments, uh, maybe hit me up instead of Tom, you know, I'm always taking questions. Tom's, Tom's busy with the family. I just have a dog. So, you know, I got time. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. Just have a good rest of your day and go Pacers.